This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate, your host and the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person, which has 401 ways to make a difference in yourself and in the world. Prices are rising. Maybe a recession is looming. What are some practical ways to protect your financial health? That's what we're talking about today when I'm interviewing Emma Johnson, author of The Kick-Ass Single Mom and The 30-Day Kick-Ass Single Mom Money Makeover. Emma is also the founder of the wonderful website, WealthySingleMommy.com. She's a financial expert whose advice applies to everyone, no matter your parental or marital status. And I love her no-nonsense approach, and I think you will too. Emma, welcome. Hi, Kate. So glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to have you. So you always talk about keeping your spending in check, as well as looking for ways to earn more money as just your basic smart financial sense. But how does the fact that inflation has increased prices impact this basic advice? Oh, yeah. So that's inevitable. And some of, I mean, there's a lot of good argument that prices are actually getting in line with what things are actually worth. For example, gasoline, right? There can be an upside to prices going up, not to be Pollyannish about it, but there is some opportunities to develop some healthier habits around our spending. And that's one of the big big themes I would like to talk to you about today, not just cutting prices, but really actually like really dramatically thinking about how we think and spend our money. Yeah. I love that because I feel like the American way is, oh, times are tough. Go shopping. (laughs) It is. I I specifically remember around 9-11, George W. Bush was like, that was the message. Like, this is how we can keep America safe go to the totally. mall. Yes. Like that really is aligned with like national security. And that and that's a real thing. That is a real thing, but you're not responsible for saving your country against China or Russia. Your job is to keep your family financially afloat. So let's talk about really what, what individuals can do. It really is thinking really critically about what is meaningful to you. And chances are, if you're like most Americans, you live in a comfortably sized home. We know that our homes are ballooning in size per habitant. Mm-hmm. Families are getting smaller and house sizes are growing. So that, that's one thing. Our car sizes are getting bigger while gas efficiency really is not improving, electric vehicles aside. So we have stuff. We have so much stuff that we don't know what to do with. I relocated recently and I needed to get rid of some furniture, a bunch of stuff. I literally could not find anyone to take my stuff mm. because we have too much of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and if you're like me, you care about the environment, this is a concern. So it's a great opportunity to really think about your shopping habits, how many things you do have, 
what could be repaired instead of replaced? What could be restyled instead of repurchased? Can you swap clothes and shoes and furnishings with your friends? There's so many ways to reduce spending and either uh, maintain the quality of your life or maybe even improve the quality of life. I know I've had so many wonderful experiences in connecting with people like through sales on Facebook marketplace that Mm. are like really meaningful experiences. Like you make, sometimes you make friendships. Sometimes you just get to know your neighbors. Sometimes you learn the history of the thing you're buying, help someone else out. So yeah. So reconsidering the shopping. I love it. Yeah. I recently bought some stuff from uh, Craigslist. I was replacing our outdoor chairs that I bought at Rite Aid for $9.99 10 years ago that were it had totally disintegrated. <laughs> and I did have these really funny interactions with these guys. And I've talked on this podcast before about how I have gone through phases of being absolutely addicted to my buy nothing Facebook group. They're very mm-hmm. hyper local Facebook groups where people are like, I found this enormous rainbow <laughs> eraser that's like as big as your head. Does anybody want this? And somebody actually wants it. They'll come to your house and take it. (laughs) But there's another piece to spending, right? And I love all the things that you're talking about because people who listen to How to Be a Better Person podcast do give a shit about the environment and, you know, doing the right thing. But there's an emotional side to spending. And especially, you know, after the pandemic, Maybe some of us got stimulus checks or we weren't spending money on traveling as things opened up. I feel like some of our spending has been like, oh, I need to treat myself. (laughs) You know, that's been hard. Let's go shopping. Let's like make ourselves feel better. And I'm just curious your take on that. Like how do emotions and and these broader circumstances influence our spending and how can we start to think differently about it? Well, I mean, where does that come from? And we know by from science what really gives us meaning in our lives. And that is spending time with loved ones, giving back, being part of a community, Mm -hmm. doing things that are, you know, that are meaningful to us and hobbies, being healthful, spending time in nature. Look, I love coming, having myself some new clothes or something nice new for the house. I, I can appreciate all of those things. But this idea of retail as therapy is a construct of gross marketing. Somebody once said, they're like, you know, Oprah and her favorite things. Like, have you ever seen a 401k account on her list of favorite things? No, (laughs) it's all her advertisers, Mm. right? It's, Mm -hmm. it is not meaningful. It is not meaningful spending. It really is not. And we also know that being poor, whether you're at, you know, whether we're talking about poverty, actual poverty, or just being broke and stressed out about your money. I mean, a lot of people right now are worried about their jobs if they haven't already lost their jobs. And they should be because people will be losing their jobs. They will not be getting raises and promotions. We are, if not, as this is being published, officially in a recession. A recession is one minute away. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, there are all of our stock portfolios that have been just having a good party the last 10 years party is over. You think <laughs> you're selling your house for another, like there's going to be a bidding war. The bidding war in your house is over, right? Mm-hmm. So all of this is a very real reality check for those of us, you know, that are in the haves and not in the haves nots, right? There is a, there is a divide in this country, right? Mm-hmm. There's people that don't have stock portfolios. There are many people in this country that don't own homes that are not enjoying all of this. But for those of us who do, the party is over over. So great. You've got a little cash socked away. You are ahead of the game. Keep it socked away. Keep it liquid. Keep it in cash because bad times are coming. 
Still there. Gotta go. Bye. (laughs) I want to ask you more about this, but I have to take a quick break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, welcome back. We're here with money expert Emma Johnson talking about how to spend less and earn more to help deal with inflation and a, I was going to say possible, but after (laughs) what Emma just said, probable, looming, imminent, practically already here recession. Emma, so you were talking about reducing or, or just thinking more about spending less in terms of doing more things that you value, right? Spending your time, mm-hmm. energy, and maybe your money on things that you value. Can you give us an example of maybe some some ways that you've done that? Like redirected energy towards consuming, from consuming towards something more meaningful? Yeah, I was just, I was just thinking about this and having a, a similar conversation while I was around gas prices. Um, I had a friend visiting this weekend. And so I had, had relocated to Richmond, Virginia about a year ago, and I really love my little city and I love showing it off and, and exploring at the same time. And so um, my friend wanted to go to Ethiopian food. And so it was like an hour and a half walk away. And we both were like eager for some exercise that day. So we decided to walk. And then my partner, he, he drove and met us for dinner and gave us a ride home. <laughs> but it was like, such a meaningful day, right? I got to spend time with my friend. We were walking through these neighborhoods. Incidentally, I learned about my friend. She is also interested in gardening, which is a new hobby of mine. So we're like looking at uh, stocking all these people's gardens. <laughs> oh, I love that. Talking about these things. We're getting to know each other. We're walking. We're like, you know, not burning fossil fuels, not wear and tear on the car. Mm-hmm. And we got our exercise in and it didn't cost us $20 for a fitness class. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it was a really meaningful day. And, and, and literally this year, they think I'm making this up for the sake of a scripted podcast, but I'm not. <laughs> but we were really like talking about like how, how, you know, with rising fuel costs, how it really could be a beneficial thing. It will accelerate the electric vehicle. Mm-hmm movement, people will be walking more, which is, or, and biking more. And this will incentivize different policies for cities and towns, like for example, and prioritizing yes. bike lanes. Mm-hmm. You know, we have an obesity problem in this country, including with kids, get our kids outside and walking more instead of driving them everywhere, or even relying on school buses that might drive them like four blocks. Mm-hmm. All of these things could be a really, you know, healthier air, right? People aren't driving as much. We remember what happened during the pandemic, like all these wonderful things 
things like the smog lifted in so many cities. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, okay, you know, this is not going to be painless and it affects different people differently. I have the luxury of not having to rely on my car for a commute. I can ride my bike to my office if I choose. But, you know, there are it's just reframing, dealing with the realities of things and not lamenting that we can't shop as much. Maybe we can't afford to eat out as much. I don't know. I'm sick of eating out. Like, I feel like I love having people over. You linger, people bring things over. It's a communal dinner and people aren't rushing you out of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's, a, you know, just, just lean into a different lifestyle because you don't have a choice. Right. So what are a couple of other opportunities of a time like we're living in right now? Well, I get really sick of people talking about like budgeting and like cutting costs because mm-hmm. you know how to do that. Like that's so stupid. You know, I don't, there's nothing I can say. Mm-hmm. And it's also a negative thing, right? Like it's always about removing things, which yeah, you should do that, right? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to earning money, that's mm-hmm. positive. And the sky's the limit. Like I can only help you cut so many lattes from your budget <laughs> or save on like canned beans, whatever. By the way, just buy the dry beans and do them in your spot. They're so much tastier, less waste, so much less waste. And yeah, they're a little cheaper, mm-hmm. like $3, $3 cheaper. Anyways, so, but if you want to focus on earning, like, you know, lucrative side business or investing in your career, even if the payoff might be, you know, a few years down the road, let's say a new certification or learning a new skill mm-hmm. and being really thoughtful about it, getting away from this idea like, you know, formal education, like another degree or a master's degree is somehow automatic. Maybe it is, maybe depending on your field, Mm -hmm. but being really thoughtful and doing some good research about, you know, what your goals are and what a good ROI is in terms of education. I like that a lot. And like, again, looking for the long-term because that's exciting and it's positive Mm -hmm. and there's just huge upside. Yeah. Okay. So we've been talking about spending and as you point out, earning more is an important piece of the equation. I'll talk more about that in another episode this week. But Emma, is there anything that you just really don't want people to cut their spending on? Uh, Keep giving to charity. Hmm. You know, you might need to rethink that, but do not cut that out of your budget. And I, I, you know, I have always, even when I was really tight, like I was going through a divorce, I had two babies and I was really broke. I always made sure that I gave. And the thing, the way I thought about it was like, it was a constant, well, one, it was just a constant reminder of how abundant my life is, Mm -hmm. including financially, even though at that moment I was making a lot of changes, it was easy to feel broke. I still had money to give. And it is, even if your payments are on autopilot, like automatic payments to your favorite charity or where you worship or whatever, you still look at your monthly statement and it's just like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm giving back. And again, a reminder that giving back, whether it's time or money is proven. There's science behind this. I'm sure you talked about this, Kate, on your show, but that is what gives people some of the greatest satisfaction in life, being able to serve. So yeah, don't stop and give until it hurts. I really believe in that. Yeah, that's such a great point. And um, also, you know, with prices higher and a recession looming, charities need our support more than ever, you know, because mm-hmm. they're, they're going to be, people are going to be turning to them for more and more support. So it's, um, yeah, it's on us to not only give back individually, but know that we're sort of contributing to a greater community web. So thank you for pointing that out. 
Yeah, that's a, that's really the essence of it. What you said, we are still part of that web, and it's interesting. Like poorer communities inside the United States, throughout the world, do tend to have more of a sense of shared responsibility, collectivity. There's just fewer resources, so people chip in to watch kids and share tools and help each other do home repairs. And that's critical. It's not just because it's nice and you save some money. It is building that community and looking out for one another and lean into that. Is this beautiful? Right. Great. Is there anything else you want people to know about staying financially healthy at this particular point in time? Just like, yeah, dealing with reality. Everybody's in the same boat. Maybe, right? That's the thing with money. You don't really know. Like you don't really know. Just because somebody is in like this beautiful, like in Santorini with their like you know crazy gown blowing behind them in the wind or whatever, <laughs> that does not mean they can afford that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, why does everybody have their nails and their eyelashes done? That's expensive. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, just because you got it doesn't mean you can afford it. And I always feel like the greatest luxury is some money in the bank. I love looking at my bank accounts like that is like that's <laughs> that's my manicure right there. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Emma, thank you so much for being here with us today. So for folks who want to hear more from you, what have you got for them and where can they connect with you? Well, I've been writing about recession and preparing for it on my website, wealthysinglemommy.com. So that's a great place to start. Okay, awesome. Thanks so much. Hey, it's Kate with your tiny assignment. I'm just pointing out that something Emma said that has stuck with me is looking at my bank account is my manicure. (laughs) What kind of a shift in thinking can you embrace in the face of our current economic realities that will help you value having money more than spending it? Are you ready to be more of a pedestrian than a driver so that you and the planet can be healthier and you can avoid paying those high gas prices? Are you open to spending more time doing things that help you live into your values, whether that's volunteering or hosting friends for a potluck, so that you naturally have less of a need to go out and pay for entertainment? I know it's hard to not be scared of the thought of a recession. Hard economic times are no picnic, but maybe there's a way that it's nudging us toward living better. Thinking about what the opportunities for being a better person might be will help you be open to the gifts of an economic downturn. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley. Don't forget the W. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you.